I'm Michelle Sims, and this is the Beauty in the Mess, a community where people who crave a shift in mindset, personal growth, and connection to like-minded people come together to start rewriting their stories. Through engaging, honest, and insightful conversations, the show will help you embrace the mess to recognize the meanings and the lessons it holds and discover its hidden treasures to help you start making a mindset shift. Let's listen, learn, and reclaim who we were meant to be. Hi, friend. Welcome to the Beauty in the Mess. This episode is about conquering your fear and finding your true identity. Hi, I'm Michelle Sims, your host, and I'm just a regular person who, along with my family, have had our share of messes that we too have had to overcome. Along the way, I got curious as to how others get through their messes and even triumph over them. Maybe there's a better way, a faster way. Maybe we can accelerate our journeys by learning from someone else. That started my pursuit. I think we can all learn from each other through the sharing of experiences, lessons, and knowledge. So join me for episode 15 of The Beauty in the Mess, called Making Fear Your Ally, with Ermi Hossein. Ermi is a full-time female worker in the financial services industry in Canada. She has been working in this industry for about six years, and she comes from an educational background in finance as well. She's currently pursuing her CFA designation, And in her free time, she volunteers for causes such as women's empowerment and giving back to the non-privileged. She is a big proponent of self-investing and continuous learning. She has her own blog and YouTube channel. And she's also written her first book, Discovering Your Identity, A Rebirth from Interracial Struggle, where she talks about her own struggle and finding her identity. She considers herself to be Italian, Bengali, and ambitious and go-getter are two words that describe her the most. Indeed, one of her big ambitious goals is to deliver a TED Talk soon. Have you ever thought about how much fear holds you back from doing what you're meant to do? Is fear a big hurdle in your life? Have you ever thought your fears could become your assets? If not, maybe you should listen to what Ermi has to say. Although young, Ermi has learned to make fear her ally and not her enemy. Even more importantly, by conquering her fears, she has discovered her true identity and is growing by leaps and bounds. Her mission in life is to inspire others to overcome their fears and follow their dreams. She wants to lead by example, and that she is. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's conversation. Hi, Ermi. Welcome to the Beauty and the Mess. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Okay, we're so glad to have you today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I know it seems like you've had issues with fear and identity in your life, and we're going to get to that in a little bit, how you've overcome those issues. But I wanted to talk about your background first. I know that you're a Bengali girl, and you said that you were born and raised in Italy. And from your perspective, what was that like? Yes. And like you mentioned, I'm Bengali. So I always tell people I am Bengali by blood and Italian by birth. So I was born and raised in Italy. My parents are from Bangladesh and I pretty much lived my whole life in Italy. And growing up was a little bit, I want to say challenging in a sense that there was that sense of not belonging anywhere because I was very conscious that I didn't look Italian, even though I was born and I was brought up in Italy and so I pretty much went to an Italian school all my friends were Italian and back in the days when I was born and when I grew up there were not that many immigrant kids so I always felt like I was much more of an outsider 
And I always felt like I was not fitting anywhere because at home I didn't feel like I was Bengali enough. And when I was with my Italian friends, I never felt like I was in Italian enough. So I went through a little bit of identity crisis because I was like, I'm not sure how to define myself. I'm not sure what to tell people when they ask me, where are you from or who you are? So I pretty much struggle a lot with that. And I would say that I struggled the most with that when I moved to Canada. And because people here would just ask me, oh, where are you from? And depending on which, whichever answer I gave, people always question that. If I would say I'm from Italy, people will not believe it. And if I said I'm Bengali, people would be okay, but you have a strong Italian accent when you speak in English. So people questioned a lot. And I was never sure like how to really tell people who I am. And so I would always give them the long answer. I would tell them, oh yeah, I was born and raised in Italy. My parents are from Bangladesh. But now after a couple of years, I think I just started to tell people that I am Italian Bengali. And I just want people to accept that the way it is and without questioning it too much. Yeah, I can understand that. So I am assuming at a young, as a young child, you were very fearful from what I've read. Yes. Not feeling like you fit in. Is that what led to the fear that you had? Yeah, I think the fear came from many things. And I think one of them was the fact that I think my biggest fear was always the fact that I was going to disappoint my parents in a way. So I would always obey and do whatever they would tell me to do. So I was always afraid of speaking up, or I was always afraid of asking the permission of going out or stuff like that. And if I would do that, I would always lie about it even though I wasn't doing anything bad I would just go for instance I would just go out with a few of my friends but there was that fear that I always I would say lived by which was that I never like did a lot of the things because of the fear of disappointing and letting down my parents and I think this is something that I still carried with me for a very very long time and then what happened is a couple of years ago I just started to read a book about fear because I was like I don't want to live in fear and I don't want to live in the fear of judgment or I don't want to live in this fear that people would judge me for who I am or what I do. So I started to read a book about fear just to overcome the, this emotion. And it just, I would say it just opened the door to seeing fear as something different and seeing more as a friend and as an ally rather than seeing it as an enemy. Because I think sometimes when we are fearful, we just do not do a lot of the things that maybe will help us to grow. And I regret in a sense that I was always fearful when I was a kid, because I feel like probably I would have evolved in a different person if I did speak up, but I wasn't that much afraid of saying, saying things. But now when I see fear, I try to see it more as my friend, because I feel there is always something beautiful on the other side of the world that you are not aware of if, if fear wasn't there. So now I see fear more as a friend, where before it was more something like, I want to say as an enemy, although enemy is a very strong word, but now I see it more as my ally, as like the light that it's meant to guide me towards beautiful things. That's awesome. So if you feel fear towards something, I mean, you obviously still feel fear just like the rest of us, but then you look at it more as like an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. I try to embrace it rather than just run away from it, basically. So is that a conscious effort you have to do every time you feel fear or is it becoming a kind of automatic now? It was a conscious, it, it still is a conscious feeling, but I try not to feel this, this scared. It's still something that I tell myself I can do it every time I'm fearful of something, you know, and little things like public speaking is something that scares me a lot, but I try to be like mentally prepared about it. I tell myself, women, you're going to be a good speaker. There is nothing to be fearful of. So I try to work with my mindset and with my mind when it comes to those situations. And that's how I'm able to embrace challenges, I would say. So 
I know that you've mastered fear pretty much, but you also wrote a letter to yourself as the younger version of yourself. Would you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I wrote a letter. It was basically for this company where you just tell a story about yourself. And I wanted to write a story about me, but I wanted to write a story like I wanted to write this letter to my younger self because I just feel like as a woman, I did grow a lot personally and professionally. I feel like I became a stronger woman. And I just wanted to tell my younger self that, you know, I'm proud of what I am right now. And I'm grateful of the things that happened to me when I was a kid. Even those little actions where, you know, I was afraid of things. I think they just helped me to evolve as a person. And I wanted to tell that to my younger self. And so I wrote this letter where basically I do talk about how I embrace fear and how I see fear as my friend, as my ally. And that even though I was afraid when I was a little girl about speaking up, I'm no longer afraid of that. So it was just to tell myself that I'm proud of what I am right now, basically. Right. Is it kind of like a reminder to yourself that, hey, this is how far I've come now? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And that I should be proud of how much I've been able to accomplish so far. I was that little insecure girl, but now I'm not like that. Like it's a totally different person. So I'm happy about that. Right. And if you hadn't gone through everything you've gone through, you wouldn't be this person today. So yeah, exactly. And I think in every person's life, there are, there is pain, there is sorrows, there is happiness, but you need all that to build you to be the person that you're meant to be. And I think in a sense, those things that happen to us, they do make us more empathetic, more compassionate. And I'm glad that all this happened. wants to have a beautiful and happy life, but you need a little bit of sorrow and pain to balance it out. And I think to make you a more bold person, fearless and stronger person. And I think you need that. And every person needs that because you want to build that, um, I want to say that type, that shield around you. And I think it, it makes you who you are. And so I'm glad that this happened. Right. And without the fear and the sorrow, you also don't appreciate all of the good as much, I would think. Exactly. I mean, like you said, we all, unfortunately or fortunately, we all get to experience sadness and pain and fear, but it also gives us a greater appreciation. And like you said, a greater empathy towards other people, because then we understand how other people are feeling when they're going through similar things. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So I know on your quest to conquer fear, you said that there's three things that have helped you overcome fear. And the first one was to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So can you explain how you do that? Yes, there are so many uncomfortable things, like so many. And I think One of them for me was the fact that I was someone who didn't like to be on social media. I want to say I was almost absent when it came to social media. There was nothing about me anywhere. And it was something that was really making me uncomfortable. Like the idea of having a profile out there, whether it's Instagram, whether it's like LinkedIn or having my own blog, it made me really uncomfortable because of this fear of being judged by people. But at the same time, I was thinking I'm missing out on many things like just doing personal branding or just letting know people who I am because maybe I could help someone or working on my writing skills as I'm doing right now with my blog. So I try to embrace those things and follow my passion without really caring too much about what people would say. And I try to embrace these things that make me uncomfortable in a way and become comfortable with that. So as I learn to be 
I want to say approach these things and embrace these things and just follow what I love and my passion, I started to realize that I am actually very much comfortable with what I'm doing and I don't care as much about what people might say about me or how people may perceive me as a person. Because at the end, I think that people will always have a word about you. But now I, I guess I give them some reasons to talk about me because I do personal branding. I have a LinkedIn profile and I try to be proud of myself and everything that I have accomplished because I feel like having a blog where you talk about things that can just help more people. You can educate people about the expertise you have. And this is what I try to do. So this was one thing that I try to be comfortable with as well with public speaking I it was probably my biggest fear it's not that it's not right now it still is but I I can see the joy that it brings me every time I speak so I try to embrace that as well so that's another thing I try to see every obstacle as an opportunity and in finance we say like higher the risk higher the return so everything that I do brings me a lot of rewards so I think whatever we feel uncomfortable is because we either we're afraid of it or because it's something unknown. But you just have to like educate yourself and see, okay, you just have to see the big picture and be like, okay, am I going to like it on a long term? Is it going to bring me fulfillment? And if you see those things, then I think you're okay to embrace those things. And do you find a lot of times the fear you feel before you do something is usually worse than the reality after you do it, right? Yes. Like your fear of social media accounts and what how people are going to respond was probably worse than what you've actually encountered once you put yourself out there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Is that fair to say? Yes, exactly. I mean, you have all those thoughts and you have all these negative thoughts, right? But then And I'm telling you, I still have them, but then I also see the brighter side, which is people actually follow me and connect with me because they want to learn about me. So you have, you might have those people that might be not okay with whatever you post, but then you have the brighter side where there are people that actually appreciate everything that you do because they know that you're helping them. So I did get like people contacted me and telling me like, thank you so much for posting this because it just helped me so much. And it just shows that everything that you do, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Right. And you don't know how many people you really touch. I mean, you have the ones that do respond, but there's probably many others that you've helped or aided in some way that don't make contact. So you really don't know what your impact is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like we live in a globalized world that you're pretty much exposing yourself to everyone everyone somehow will find you from every parts of the world and I did get like people from India contacting me so I was like okay oh wow that's pretty awesome feeling I'm sure I guess I went really far so I'm like okay that's good (laughs) yeah 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 even though you know this thing about social media is everyone is have tons of followers exactly I'm not that kind of person I'm not looking for numbers I just want quality you know so even though I might have 200 people following me that's more than enough for me that's more than enough it's all about quality not quantity right and if you think if you impact 200 people even in your lifetime let alone right now and then they impact other people it still expands you know yes yeah it's pretty awesome yeah it's an exponential effect I would say yeah there you go excellent And I know another thing you said is uh, don't hold yourself back from exploring new things and finding your identity. Yes. What's your journey been like on trying to, or have you already found what you feel is your identity? I imagine it's like the rest of us, that it's a work in progress, right? Yes. 
and your identity changes over time. But how has that been for you so far? You know what? Like I told you in my introduction, I tell people now that I am Bengali by blood and Italian by birth. It took me literally like probably 27 years to figure that out. Literally. And it took me a lot of time to actually be okay with it because I knew it inside me that I am a little bit of both, but I always mentioned it because people were questioning it. Questioning it. Right. But I, it was something that I had to feel from inside and I had to be okay with it and feel confident about it. So it was a work in progress, but I, I think when it comes to identity, it is a work in progress. For me, I would say that I know what I am right now. And I think I'm probably going to have a third identity, which is being Canadian by law. But I, like, I do tell people that I am a Canadian by law, but I haven't told anyone that it's part of my identity yet. So I think it's still also work in progress. But I think for me, the way I was able to find this was the fact that I try to be an open-minded person and try different things. Because I have a friend who tells me that the more you do things that you love, the the closer you're going to get to your true self. So I followed her advice and I think it did lead me there. And I think the more I was doing things, just being in podcast shows or working on my blog or working on my YouTube channel, it just helped me to see who I am as a person. And I think that's how I got the confidence and the power to tell people, like, I feel confident enough to say that this is my identity right now. Like, I am Italian Bengali. And I think it is a work in progress. It's not something that happens overnight. For me, it took me 27 years but I finally came to this conclusion and I'm very happy about the conclusion. So that's awesome. So I know you've mentioned that Canada opened your views and helped you discover this identity. So how did Canada play into this? So, so when I moved to Canada, it was very eye-opening in a sense, because Canada is such a multicultural country and you have people from different ethnicity. So I was not aware of this before I moved to Canada. Like I had no clue. That, oh, wow. I had no clue. I'm like, tell you, I thought that, you know, everyone in Canada is the same, but it's not. And there are people from different ethnicity and it's not just one. You have people having like multiple ethnicity. And this is where I feel like it helped me to see myself and feel like, okay, I think probably I belong here because in Italy it wasn't like that. I would only see like Italian people and it was just one ethnicity. There were not that many immigrants. Whereas when I moved to Canada, I was like, okay, like it, it does not feel like I'm alone in this, you know, when I could see people having multiple ethnicity and people speaking multiple languages. And so that's how I feel like it just opened my mind and be like, okay, I think I can be whoever I want to be here and I feel for once I can feel like I'm belonging somewhere and I feel Canada really helped me to create that box that you know you don't have to fit any box you can just create your own box and I feel like I do that in Canada oh that's awesome (laughs) I'm glad that you found that yeah I know you also said fear is now your dearest friend of all yes and that is that because fear pushes you to do new things or you use it to push yourself to do new things or? Yes, yes. Every time I see fear, I always feel like it's just an opportunity. Like I almost welcome it in my life. I'm like, it's just a good thing because everything that I've done so far has been an opportunity and every opportunity, even though there might be a risk with it, it came with a good reward. And I feel like it just paid off on a long term. And so for me, 
like I really see like this is the quotation from the book that I read that says fear is the light that's meant to guide us and I do feel like fear is my light that is just meant to guide me and just helps me to improve myself every day. So we should also say your backgrounds in finance and business, correct? Yes. I know you said you write a blog. So is your blog about finance and business or is it about helping women find their, or anyone for that matter, find their identity or to overcome fear? Or is it about all of the above? I'm going to say it's all of the above. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it's more, I mean, this is more about self-investing, self-improvement, but I do touch upon everything that you just said, you know, like finance, a little bit about business, a little bit about career, a little bit about public speaking, a little bit about myself. And I do give like book recommendations. So it touches different things because I think everything can be useful to anyone. Right. And my main goal is to target women, but it's really open to anyone. But I think from woman to woman, I can help women based on everything that I'm doing right now. So I feel like if I can just share one thing, I'm going to share like things that I do in my life and hopefully someone will be inspired to take actions. That's pretty awesome. So what are you doing now? I know you're doing the blog. What else are you working on these days? Well, I do work like in the financial services industry as an employee. Right. But I, yes, I do have a blog. I also have a YouTube channel and I also publish my first book. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I do talk about how I found my identity, but it's more like a biography where I talk about episodes of me when I was in Italy and I talk about things that happened to me when I was in Italy. And so I am, I want to say self, self-published author. And I do have in plan to give a TED talk eventually, which is why I'm working on public speaking, because it is my end goal is to give a TED talk. That's pretty exciting. And I think it's like a big thing for me. So it is. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing for anybody. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big thing for anybody. So if I can achieve that, it's probably going to be one of my biggest achievements. And I do have a lot of things in plan. Like you mentioned, I do have a finance background so I do want to create a course and of course because I know Italian I also want to create an Italian course okay that's awesome (laughs) do you think there's another book inside you also or later on yes yes I do plan on writing a second one this time will be more about my life in Canada because I think Canada has really shaped me as a person and after Italy, Canada is my second home. And I think you don't call any places home unless you feel it. And I do feel like Canada, it is my second home. So I do want to like write about my life in Canada. It, it deserves its own separate book. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So if I can ask, what do you think your mission is in life? The number one mission, is it to help people of different ethnicity feel like they fit in? Is it to help people not be fearful what do you think your main goal in all of this is or is it just to grow as a person so it's the first time that someone asked me this question sorry (laughs) (laughs) no no it's all good but I'm gonna tell you the first word that came to my mind is inspire so I think my mission in this world is just to inspire other people Because I think when I think about the word inspire, I think it encompasses many things like being fearless, helping other people, helping women, helping people finding their identity. My mission is 
all of that, but it's just by inspiring other people to take action and to lead by example. So I think that's my main goal. I just want people to feel inspired by everything that I do in life so that they can also do the same thing or do something that they're comfortable with, but just to do better to the world and help other people. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you said to take action because several guests I've had on the show that have talked about their own fear, they've all said that the antidote to fear is to just get out there and take action, do something in the right direction, right? And if you fail, it's not a failure because you learned from it. Unless you just quit, then it's failure. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I also used to see failure as something negative. And this is coming from someone who never fell in life, but it did happen where all humans that I did fail. And for once, I did not feel bad about it. I actually did not. And I was actually almost glad because I was like, you know what, it just pushes me to be better for next time. Exactly. So you just have to see things in a different way. Like nothing, failures are just meant to like help you to be better and just to grow as a person and make you resilient, I think as well. Right. Because if you let it stop you, then you did fail. Yes, exactly. So is there any other subject you want to touch on that we haven't touched on? No, I think you you touch everything. It was like, it's perfect. (laughs) Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, I just want to thank you so much for being here. I feel very honored to help you share your message to the world. And I wish you the best on your continued journey. Thank you. (laughs) And we look forward to your TED Talk and your book that's coming out. Yes. Thank you. This book and your next book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. As we wrap up today's episode, I hope Rumi sharing how she has actually made fear her friend and is able to use it to help her learn about herself and grow has helped you in some way. With Rumi's story, one thing that stood out to me is when she talked about failures are not really a bad thing. They're actually a good thing. And just like fears in many ways, failures can help you learn about yourself, grow a little more, and actually make you more resilient to prepare you for the future. She also talked about her journey in finding her identity, and she shared with us that a friend told her that the more things she does that she loves, the closer she will get to finding her true identity, and by not letting fear of judgment or fear of anything, really, hold her back, that is exactly what she's doing. In other words, that advice is working for her, and maybe it's advice we should all heed. As always, I hope this episode helps at least one person. And with that, I hope you have a blessed week, my friend. Thank you for listening to The Beauty in the Mess. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas you would like to hear about, or you think you would be a great guest on the show, you can reach me directly at thebeautyinthemess.com. Thanks for listening. 